Welcome to Red, White, and Brown, the podcast that discusses the interesting upbringing of Desi American immigrants and what happens when Eastern culture meets the Western world. I'm Prerak. And I'm Sophia. So Sophia, we're just going to talk about the COVID-19 pandemic today because I feel like it wouldn't be fair to 2020 if we didn't. So why don't we just start by uh, the overview? Yeah. Um, so I guess... Let's just mention that right now it's December 2020, um, and this episode will likely release soon, maybe before the end of the year or in January 2021. So the pandemic isn't over, but we're now at this point where multiple vaccines have been approved and there's maybe, you know, a light at the end of the tunnel, but we're nowhere near the end. Um, So, you know, why talk about COVID now? It's already been going on for like nine months. Um, Well, number one, I think we're going to focus on what we can do within our own communities to sort of push through the end of the pandemic. And second, I think we ought to talk about what happens once the vaccine gets rolled out, which is, you know, going to be kind of soon. Yeah, absolutely. And I think with the particular communities Sophia's referring to, I think we're focusing particularly on Desi communities because that's what this podcast is about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so with that being said, I do want to highlight just how crazy of a pandemic this has been. Uh, and and will continue to be because even if the vaccine is out even tomorrow, it's going to take at least a year, if not more, to get everyone vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the reason I want to talk about the severity of this is I'm going to link a picture in the show notes, but it just goes to show the number of lives that have been lost. And in this picture, it actually has the deadliest days in American history. And I'm sure some of you have seen this before, but it goes from number one all the way down and tells you the number of people who have died. So the, at the top is the Galveston hurricane. I haven't even heard of Galveston, it before. Galveston, yeah. But 8,000 people died in that. The and Antietam. Then, yeah, Antietam. And then third was September 11th, which was 2,977. Uh, today is December 11th, but last Thursday was the fourth deadliest day in American history. Fifth was last Wednesday. Sixth was last Tuesday. Seventh was last Friday. So... I mean, I'm getting goosebumps just kind of saying this because we are living literally through unprecedented times. Like 50% of the top 10 deadliest days in American history happened two weeks ago. And just goes to show you the severity of the pandemic, what we've been through, ICU beds, um, ICUs are being overloaded. And so it's insane. But now we want to pivot a little bit into South Asian community, right? Because this is affecting Americans, but it's affecting everyone a bit differently. And I think us as Desi Americans, we want to talk about the impact it's having on on South Asians particularly. Yeah, I I do recommend uh, taking a look at the graphic that we are linking in the show notes just because it really puts into context um, how severe this is. And I'm sure that by the time this podcast comes out, um, you know, this list might have changed, hopefully not for the worse. But Yeah. uh, yeah, so, okay. Besides that, um, what I want to highlight is how COVID has affected South Asian Americans because that is primarily our audience. Like, I'd love to expand, but right now I think mostly we have South Asian American listeners. And so, yes, obviously back home in India and Pakistan and Bangladesh, um, you know, the disease is just devastating society and like so many people are struggling and the population density in those countries is just so high that it becomes even more difficult to control the spread. Um, But here in the US, I think South Asian Americans are affected in certain ways. So 
For one thing, South Asian Americans are much more likely than, you know, the average American to have heart disease and diabetes, which makes your risk from becoming severely ill from COVID higher. And that's that's a solid point, Sophia. And I want to clarify what you mean by severely ill, because that essentially means you actually have to go to the ICU. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a very fancy medical term that you often have to be intubated, which is literally you have something put down into your lungs so that a machine can help you breathe. And mm-hmm. that's what Sophia means by severely ill because a lot of the people who end up passing away from COVID have to often be intubated first. And anyone with comorbidities like diabetes is more likely to have that happen to them. And that tends to be pretty prominent in the Daisy American community. So Exactly, exactly. Knows? Yeah, like we know that individuals with pre-existing health conditions fare worse than those who are healthy. And yeah, this affects our community. Like as a community, we have very high rates of diabetes and heart disease. Like it sucks, but it's true. Um, So yeah, that's not great. Mm -hmm. Second thing is that our communities also face existing issues that make the impact of COVID worse. What do you mean? So one example is many folks with sort of like immigration or legal status issues Mm. are obviously going to be harmed by the high rates of unemployment. Um, But I think it makes getting reemployed a little bit more difficult if you don't have legal status. Um, The the other piece is like a lot of Desi's own convenience stores or work at convenience stores or they own or work at like franchises like Subway, Dunkin' Donuts, gas stations, hotels. Hotels. The Patel, there's actually a very famous saying, the Patel Motel Cartel. Because so many Patels, like Patels own 60% hotels. of hotels and yeah. hotels are not doing so hot right now. Exactly. So. Exactly. So hotels, whether even like convenience stores, like, mm-hmm. you know, franchises, like, you know, restaurants and things, it's, you know, yes, the quintessential Desi job is doctor or engineer. But the fact of the matter is that most Desis are not professionals. Most Desis are not doctors and engineers, right? So like... Our community, I think, as a whole, has had their businesses just essentially destroyed. Um, And obviously, that's a problem. And we're more likely to be immigrants, which you mentioned, which is going to make an even bigger barrier in terms of making sure you have a secure job, making sure you're employed, right? And so Mm -hmm. that's that's just not great. Um, I think one thing that you didn't mention yet, but I think is also valid, is we're immigrants, right? What does that mean? People want to go back home. People want to not even go back home. They could have someone at home Mm -hmm. who is sick. And guess what? Borders are closed. India wasn't letting any flights in. And I'm sure as hell, pretty sure that if you left to go there, you're not going to be allowed to come back. back. Yeah. So that is massive for our community, right? Like we, as they see Americans have to stick together. Sophia and I are lucky enough that we are citizens now, but like, guess what? Most Desi Americans or first generation Americans may not be. Yeah. And I mean, I, so I like was born here and I know you went through the process of yeah. like getting citizenship. That's not even like an easy no, process, it's, right? It takes a long time and, and it's, it's crazy, right? If this had happened even five years ago, we don't have citizenship. My dad's mom lives in India. If something had happened to her, guess what? And this has happened to many people in my family who have parents living in India and one of their parents passed away. And it wasn't from mm-hmm. COVID, but they passed away. Guess what? Now you don't get to go to You're not going funeral. to the funeral. There was no arrangement made uh, because it just wasn't in the best interest of everyone. Yeah. Right? And so it's just so sad. And even us, right, Sophia, as medical professionals, we are in the hospital. Uh, not recently, but we have been. And people are literally dying without 
anyone around them. And that yeah. is way more significant for us as brown people where we're already away from our family. Yeah. I mean, I feel like even, I think for any, for any ethnic group, like that's gotta be so tough, but yeah. I, I agree with you, like not being able to go home or not knowing when you can go home. And the other piece is if you are in the immigration, like the process of obtaining citizenship, I think COVID has held everything up. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Like oh, yeah. that process, like that's the least of their concerns, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. Like I feel like just obtaining status is probably made even more difficult and everything is now on hold by like an entire year and that's tough. And then the final issue that I wanted to touch on that our community um, experiences that has made COVID probably worse is domestic violence, which is something that, you know, people don't really want to talk about this, but like our community has a problem with domestic violence. It does. Like that is a fact. And I think living with a person 24 seven and having no way to even like get out of the house has got to be so challenging and like make that situation even worse. Yeah. Um, I think we'll leave some resources in the show notes, um, for anyone who may be, uh, you know, yeah. Experiencing domestic violence or knows someone who's experiencing it. Um, I think that's the least that we can do. Um, but yeah, these are just some ways that Desi Americans might be struggling beyond the obvious challenges that all Americans are facing. Yeah. Um, and one thing I want to point is, for some reason, there's a lack of cohesiveness among Desis, for some reason. And I, I'm hoping <laughs> that this podcast can help at least bring some of us together. Because I don't know about you, but it's always been so like fight for myself mentality among Desis, when in reality, a lot of us share a lot in common. Mm-hmm. So I think there's an important aspect of going through this together. So Fia yeah. brought up some great points, but I do want to talk about one point in specific, which is the stigma factor. Hmm. What do you mean by that? So stigma is interesting, right? Stigma is essentially knowing that society views you differently because of X, Y, and Z. And in this case, we can apply stigma to COVID because people who get marked positive for COVID are stigmatized as what did you do? You were irresponsible. You Mm. did something stupid. You clearly didn't Oh, like were you not quarantining? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I see. But guess what? The fact that millions of people are infected, chances are no one is being irresponsible. This virus is just really damn good at getting around. And it's, it's in the air. It's in the droplets. It sticks around for hours after people breathe. So come on, let's like... Cut, yeah. the, cut the cut the bullshit, you know? Like, there's there's so many other factors, and it's not just a person's fault if they get COVID. And that's what I mean by stigma. When someone tests positive, there's so much, like, feeling of anxiety, feeling like they're going to get outcast from society, feeling like, let's hmm. say I was positive, and Sophia was like, Prerec, you dumbass. Like, what's wrong with you? Why would you do something? Like, like what did you do? That put me Did at you risk. go to a party? Yeah. Like, yeah. When in reality, I could have just easily been at home, gone for a run, and, you know, like, luck was not on my side. Yeah. And I think this is way worse for Daisies. Do you know why? <laughs> I mean, I know that people are still having big weddings. Yeah. Um, yeah. People are still having large gatherings. I mean, we're not really a community to do small gatherings. <laughs> like, it's, you know, go big or go home. So, I don't know. I mean, I think that's probably part of it. Um, yeah, that is definitely part of it. Is that what you were thinking? I think that's one. But even let's say let's assume all daisies are rule abiding, and let's say they were even going and following all the rules. But I think the other issue is the Lok Yakahenge effect from mm. Hasan Minaj, because even though stigma is huge in American culture, I think it's even bigger in Daisy culture. Like imagine mm. if I was positive. 
And I was like, hey, mom and dad, I'm positive. I, I almost know for a fact they'd be like, Don't Damn. tell anyone. Yeah, I don't know if I want you to tell someone. Like, it's going to bring our family's reputation to shame, you know? Oh, my God. Uh, I'm, my parents would never do that. They, they, we are all uh, very on the same page. But point being, I can see very, like, similar Desi families maybe opting to go that route. Mm-hmm. And guess what? That's not the way we are going to progress this pandemic. Because guess what? For us to get out of this, we need to know exactly who is infected and who is not. That is the foolproof way to get out of this because the moment we know someone is infected, guess what? It's a very Do easy contact protocol. tracing. Yeah, we and... quarantine them. We put them in one place. We, we help their body fight off the virus. We see who they've been in contact with. We contact those people and we quarantine those people, right? That is the foolproof way to get out of this. But guess what? When you shame someone, when you do the Lokia Kahenge effect and you prevent, let's say Sophia was positive and she's like, oh shit, I don't want about me, you know, <laughs> then she won't tell me. And guess what? If I don't know Sophia's positive, I could then go out and keep talking to more, more, more people. And that's how this virus spreads, right? Yeah. So that's why I think stigma is especially, especially important for us Daisies to fight against in this case. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, I personally feel like there hasn't been as much stigma for COVID as for other things. Like yeah. we are a stigma filled community. So I, I feel like it's, um, I don't know. I would hope that people are reporting because reporting, as you mentioned, yeah, it's like the literally the only way to perform contact tracing. Um, so I don't know. I feel like, yeah, you could get it from anywhere. I, anyone listening to this, just if it comes up, like try to destigmatize it to the extent that you can. Um, but I, I think, so you said, Prerog, you said like, no, I think like people are being responsible. I wouldn't disagree with you. I do think there are a lot of people who are not being responsible. I'm seeing a lot of people going among Daisies or just in general. Both, like I am seeing a lot of people going on vacations and stuff. Mm. Um, I've seen that throughout the year, like people just being like, "Oh, I just need self care," and then like going on vacation, which like <laughs> I, I don't know, like this is not really the time to do that. I mean, a lot of people have gone home for. Um, like Thanksgiving or the holidays or I don't know. I, I think it's, it's a blurry line, right? It it's is. really tough to, to do, but let's just make sure everyone knows that at the end of the day, getting tested is important, making sure you're negative, And if you are positive, taking the right steps and, and following CDC guidelines is, is about most important. Yeah, I think so. Just that's like the only thing that we can reiterate and stress, um, yeah. is just following the CDC guidelines. Cause like at the end of the day, like who am I to tell someone it's okay to travel or it's not okay? It's yeah. just like, yeah, just do what the CDC says. Exactly. Like... Uh, well, that got a bit serious, but to, oh, to kind of get back on a little bit more of a lighthearted note, I guess it got serious because Sophia and I are both medical professionals and we know what this is doing to the profession and it's not particularly nice. So let's, let's pivot out of that because I do want to go on a bit of a more lighthearted note, which is... When something like this happens, it seems like WhatsApp University always comes up as like the most fun thing to talk about. And WhatsApp University has not disappointed. Let me tell you, for for COVID, it's just been amazing. The the new revelations that WhatsApp University has brought to the forefront of science. Oh, yes. Um, One particular TikTok that I thought was hilarious. I haven't been able to find it, but if I do, we'll link it in the show notes and... We'll show you guys, but it was it was essentially a TikTok that described the formula for the perfect WhatsApp forward. Sophie, I want to tell you this. Tell me. So the perfect WhatsApp forward is going to have Harvard in the name. It's going to say Harvard professor. It won't tell you the professor's name. It won't tell you what the research was about. <laughs> it'll just say Harvard research shows, and then it'll include like a 
a, a fact thing, right? That 90% of COVID patients recovered after trying turmeric, turmeric, right? And then below it, it'll increase. This is rooted in the Sanskrit verse, and then it'll include a couple of Sanskrit verses. <gasps> and then at the bottom, it'll be like, this will ensure you will have a long and happy life. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and I thought that was so funny because I've looked at a couple of WhatsApp forwards and they actually do follow that guideline. I totally relate to this. I have seen so many crazy WhatsApp forwards. Um, yeah, it's just, I love how they never include the name of the researcher. So it's not like you can go and verify. It just says it's Harvard. It's like a Harvard research. <laughs> like what? That is not a citation. Like, excuse me. Um, and then so. they'll, they'll always have the Sanskrit Vedas in there to show some resemblance to the early Vedas. I just think it's amazing. You know, oh my God. I haven't, I haven't seen that, but I totally believe you like 100 (laughs) percent. i also feel like you know that people are sending messages about like oh hot water with honey and ginger and turmeric twice a day is gonna protect you and like things like that there's already such an emphasis on like homeopathic and natural medicine and remedies in our culture Mm -hmm. that like i feel like people truly believe in these remedies as a cure-all so how do you think this is going to affect how you know people and i guess daisies in particular will will approach this vaccine do you think they're gonna think they want to even take the vaccine i feel like that's a really good question because yeah i'm sure a lot of people are gonna want to stick to natural remedies and like just feel like they prefer that to getting vaccinated but i also think that two things are kind of like a protective factor one there are a lot of desi doctors so like hopefully like hopefully people do go back and tell their family like no i don't care you have to get vaccinated um but also i just feel like desi people are not that far from like far removed from a time when diseases did kill people like polio Oh, polio was, was pretty like, endemic to India and Pakistan. And Pakistan, yeah, exactly. So, like, I think our grandparents, for example, probably know, like, oh, yeah, that neighbor kid died of polio when I was young. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not, like, it hasn't been, like, 100 or 150 years. Like, people still get TB in India and Pakistan because it's, end- like, it's endemic, endemic over yeah, there. It's so very, very common. Exactly. Whereas here, I feel like in the U.S., People don't remember those diseases because, like, they haven't been living with those diseases on their mind. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, because we've done such a good job at vaccinating. Exactly. So that's why you have these <laughs> anti-vaxxers because, like, people don't even remember what it was like before vaccines. Yeah. Like, they don't know, like, oh, yeah, my best friend when I was five died from, from like, measles. measles. Yeah. yeah, exactly. There's no more of that. So that's why you have, I think, anti-vaxxers here. Whereas I actually think that Desis are more likely to get the vaccine because, like, they know, like, you know, this used to happen. It's and it not can, like, and it very well can happen again if you don't take this seriously, right? Yeah, like it's not like oh, four generations ago someone got sick from measles. It's like no, like last year uh, my old grandpa's yeah. uncle passed away. You know? Yeah, like, it's, it's exactly. It's not that far removed from it's. Them. It's just not. So yeah. I think that's going to be a protective factor. Yeah. Um, valid point. Valid point. What do you think? Point. No, I think that's a solid point. Um, a lot. One of my biggest issues with anti-vaxxers is that the fact that anti-vaxxers exist in America is the strongest indication that vaccines work, right? Because that is essentially proving that we have gotten rid of diseases so much that these people have convinced themselves that they didn't exist to begin with, you know? Like, that's how good vaccines are. So, so so much to speak. Like, yes, I think that's a great protective factor that, you know, we as Daisies have seen the devastating effect that these vaccines, not vaccines, (laughs) that that these diseases... 
vaccines. Not yeah. having vaccines and that the diseases can cause. Exactly. So. Like, God, a message to all anti-vaxxers is like, look what happens when we don't have one vaccine. Like, look at what 2020 yeah. has been. Yeah. Like, this is what happens when you don't have a vaccine. Yeah. And like, it used to be like this for polio, for smallpox, for like measles, like mumps. Yeah, rubella. like kids just used to die left yeah. and right, and like people That's have forgotten people that. People used to have like eight, ten kids. You know, this is all in history. That's what's so funny. Like, a lot of these things are all in history. We just. We just often let history repeat itself to remind remind ourselves, like, yeah. oh, shit, this stuff matters. You're so right. Yeah, you'd have 10 kids, and, like, five of them are going to survive. Exactly. And, like, the other five are going to die because we don't have vaccines. Yep, yep. But, okay. Well, I guess I guess to end now, on a, on a positive note, right, Sophia? <laughs> oh, God. But, yeah, th- I, I hope this was at least somewhat educational for you guys. I know we probably biased you with our um, vaccine Uh, ego but I think that's definitely something we want every one of our listeners to support so if you don't uh, maybe maybe we won't be that good of friends (laughs) oh my gosh okay well thank you guys so much for listening Um, hope you guys have already rated reviewed subscribed Um, if not please do that and then share this episode with friends anyone who you think would enjoy it you guys are our marketing department so thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you next episode bye